Welcome back to the show. Nearly a century after Mickey Mouse first appeared in the 1928 short film Steamboat Willie, the iconic Disney character entered the public domain on January 1st. This means creators can copy, share, and build upon the original Mickey Mouse featured in the American animated short film now that Disney's copyright has expired. Now, does it end there? Guess what? There are many other childhood characters that are part of the public domain as well. Joining me to talk a little bit about what all this means is Rick Forchuk. He's a TV Week magazine columnist and, of course, a contributor here at CKNW. Rick, welcome. Thank you, Jazz. Good to be here. Yeah, I saw this article uh, in the Washington Post uh, just the other day, and I was taken aback by it. Walk me through uh, what you know about this, that uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, is is Mickey Mouse still owned by Disney, though? Well, Mickey Mouse is owned by Disney. However, uh, the copyright in the United States can only be held for 95 years. So at the end of 95 years, whatever you've got owned uh, becomes part of the public domain. So Mickey Mouse, uh, as you mentioned, uh, becomes part of the public domain, and that means that uh, people, uh, anybody, can use that character for any purposes that they choose. Now, this is the Steamboat Willie character, Mickey Mouse. This is not the Mickey Mouse of the Sorcerer's Apprentice on later iterations. Uh, this is the original Steamboat Willie, and all of the characters that uh, were in that little film, uh, including uh, Minnie Mouse, can now be used for other purposes. So uh, it didn't take long for somebody to say, I know, let's do a horror thriller on this. Mickey's Mouse Trap is a movie that's going to be coming out in the next several months. You can watch the trailer on YouTube, and it has that uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse as a killer and as a murderous sort of person. And as you mentioned, Jazz, this isn't the only one. Uh, last year, um, the Christopher Robin characters from Winnie the Pooh all became part of the public domain. And uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, was the first horror movie oh, built around that, where the creatures in the forest and the hundred-acre wood uh, all got together and became serial killers. So, uh, you know, it's the notoriety, I guess, and um, people are going to want to see what this is all about, uh, going to try it out, see what it's like, and I think there's more yet to come, for sure, Jazz. So is, is it, is it, do you think it's going to be more of a focus on uh, sort of the, the horror genre, or do you think we'll see other sort of elements within enter- entertainment sort of a focus on Steamboat Willie? Yeah, I think it will eventually be other entertainment elements, but initially the horror genre is the one that jars one the most. It gets us going, gets our blood going, and saying, how can they do that? With I have to see what they've done to Mickey Mouse. I have to see what they've done with Winnie the Pooh. In the Winnie the Pooh one, Blood and Honey, uh, it's really quite uh, dramatic in that um, the forest animals um, in a in a problem with food decide to eat Eeyore, and that's where it all begins. It can become cannibals. So it's... Uh, not my cup of gruel, but for sure, uh, there are going to be people that are going to say, we just have to see this jazz. Do you think it, it dilutes um, uh, and harms the, the, the sort of the aura that Disney has built around its characters? I know one could argue and slough this off, hey, it's just a horror flick. But, you know, if you, you do this over a few years with other horror films with Winnie the Pooh, uh, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, you throw in, uh, you know, one would argue even uh, video games that could be, uh, you know, with a lot of gore. Uh, I was also reading that you can now get married behind that Steamboat Willie character at a Las Vegas chapel now as well, pay $250 or so. I mean, do you think that this will dilute all the horror 
hard work that Disney and other marketers have put into these characters? Well, I think it does, and I think it will. Uh, Walt Disney was scrupulous about uh, the way he built his business, and he was so concerned about everything. When when Disneyland opened, the first theme park of this nature, uh, he had a commitment to have it the cleanest place in America, and it is, and it was. Uh, Now, when you have a serial killer uh, in Mickey's Mousetrap, that does kind of taint the overall image. And um, ah, for sure, uh, there'll be people over time that don't remember the original pure Disneyland and Walt Disney. But for a while, it's going to be a challenge, I think, for the organization because it does really relish and protect its characters. And uh, there'll be more of this to come, Jazz. Yeah, I was just reading in Variety that... uh uh, I think it's Stephen Lamorte who uh, wrote the, or sorry, not wrote, uh, uh, produced the the movie The Mean One, which is uh, Grinch inspired. He's set to direct an untitled horror comedy based on Mickey's cartoon cartoon character. And once again, it's a sadistic mouse. So, yes. you know, all the years we've spent uh, thinking about Disney, wanting to go to Disneyland, I'm sure lots of kids will still go to Disneyland, but things are about to change when it comes to our impressions, of course, of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Winnie the Pooh. That's for sure. There was also some other things going on in entertainment, uh, of course, yesterday. And that was, of course, the Golden Globe Awards. In many ways, uh, those that win the Golden Globe Awards, and it provides a good source uh, for a good sense of the frontrunners for the Oscars. So it's an interesting award show uh, and gives you a sense of where things are headed when it comes to the granddaddy of, of uh, award shows, which is, of course, uh, the Oscars. Now, the Golden Globes yesterday were um, hosted by Joe Coy. Uh, and look, it's never easy being an MC. Uh, uh, at these big high-profile events. I'm already saying that, look, a lot of his jokes uh, f- uh, fell flat. Take a listen. Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. The key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Ah, or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> <laughs> some I wrote, some other people wrote. Robert De Niro's here. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? Oh, that was uh, a bit tough, boy. I'll tell you that much. Miss, miss uh, Ricky Gervais, that's for sure. Rick, uh, your thoughts, first of all, overall on the show and, and how it went. Well, I, yeah, I thought uh, that the uh, emceeing was disastrous. It was just dreadful. Joe Coy did not do a good job. He didn't do his homework. Uh, he tried to make the excuse that he'd only gotten the gig about 10 days ago. He didn't have time to properly write and properly prepare for it. Uh, but even that which he prepared uh, didn't work. Most of the jokes, as you said, fell flat. Uh, interesting, though, that um, the ratings were 9.4 million people watching it, which is up 50% from last year. So it's a huge bump up. Now, did we want to see the stars or did we want to see Joe Coy? I suspect we wanted to see the booze fest that the Golden Globes always are <laughs> yeah. and uh, people having a good time. And they, they did all of that. A little bit of sarcasm. Robert Downey Jr. and his little acceptance speech was just exceptional, uh, taking a few shots at all of the right people, including the Golden Globes themselves, uh, using the word, instead of saying journalists, uh, who the Golden Globe people are, the voters, he said journalists, as if to say so-called journalists erstwhile journalists. You're not real journalists. Yeah. And that's always been the thing in the background, that the Golden Globe people scattered throughout the world, very few from North America, are really not the kinds of people that have the background to be able to making these choices. But um, all of that said, 
Um, it was interesting. I liked watching it. It was long. Uh, it was um, okay. Uh, in terms of who won what, you can't fault those things. I mean, they are what they are. And uh, are they precursors to the Oscars? Well, it'll be interesting this year because um, in previous years, when you take a, a, an accumulation of all of the people that won Golden Globes and then compare that uh, in the years following to who won the Oscars, it's 50-50. You know, half the time the person that got the Golden Globe got the Oscar and the other half they did not. So it's not a real, uh, real um, predictor of the future. But uh, Oppenheimer, I think that'll be a big Oscar picture, and it was a big picture at the Golden Globes. And um, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon winning Best Female Actor in a Film, that's sensational. I hope she has a chance at the Oscars as well. So overall, I, I liked it. I like award shows anyway. I'm a bit of a, a, a guy that way. I've been in that room where they do the Golden Globes in the uh, Beverly Hilton, and uh, it's a great place. Great, uh, great stuff happens there. The, the the story, the um, uh, feature itself, the program itself, it was okay. It was just okay. Again, I go back to Joe Coy. That was a disaster, and it's too bad that that happened. Do you, yes. do, do you think uh, the award show, not all of them, but th- these types of shows, Golden Globes being one of them, that inevitably they're on their way out. Yes, their numbers went up by 50%, uh, only because I was just doing a simple check around the office, and yes, lots of millennials here. Uh, I'm not a millennial. I'm older, but even myself i you know got the details the next morning on social media i was busy watching football uh and do you think somewhere along the way that that you know some of these award shows just are on their way out yeah they've been in decline for a long time uh this bump up for the golden globes was largely just curiosity because they've been through so much Uh, we missed a couple of years of golden globes because uh, the networks refused to air them because of all of the political issues around them so um, I think that uh, the whole genre has been in decline, jazz, and I think it'll continue. And you put your finger right on it. It's social media. Anybody can have a look at the highlights uh, after the show. You can, in 25 or 30 minutes, see all the best stuff and all the worst stuff, and you're good to go. You don't have to spend three hours in front of the TV. So, uh, yeah, I think they're on the way out. Do you sense uh, the, the, the movie business itself, uh, there are better days ahead, or do you think at the end of the day, you know, we will probably see you know good movies of course still we're still going to go to the theaters but it's going to be a, a type of event where we may only go once or twice a year now rather than five or six times a year and that, that in many ways then of course goes downstream in our interests in, in the award shows and everything else along the way well it's a good question and i think the uh, the movie business in general uh, recognizes that and is really working uh, with such things as the Barbie movie and the Taylor Swift eras tour, uh, really working to get a younger group of people into theaters, people who are kind of non-traditional moviegoers, because that's truly the next generation. So if they can get them hooked when they're in their teens and preteens, there's a good chance they'll stick it out as adults and continue to, to do that. And uh, they have to be careful not to alienate all of the older folks, but... Um, I think that uh, the movies still have a great future, and there are still films that need to be seen on a big screen in a dark room with like-minded people. So I think uh, we're going to be a healthy industry yet for a while, Jazz. Uh, your thoughts on? Uh, I'm curious. I don't. I want to, and I won't hold you to this. But what are the one or two front runners for you in regards to movie of the year? Well, I, yeah, easy. Oppenheimer is, for me, I think the movie of the year, mm-hmm. and I hope that that holds out. Um, I really would like to see 
uh, Leo DiCaprio get recognized again, uh, not because um, uh, he needs it, but rather because he really did a good job in that role. And, and uh, his, uh, his uh, really uh, outstanding kind of way about him. So I like that a great deal. Uh, Maestro, which was on Netflix only uh, and has an Oscar, many Oscar nominations, Bradley Cooper, didn't care for the movie all that much. But I really respect the fact that uh, it was in there and it uh, got itself some Oscar nominations for just a streaming film. Mm-hmm. The Barbie movie, well, I think it may get a couple of technical Oscars, but I don't think it will get anything huge in that way. And in terms of um, uh, actors and actresses, it's a toss-up. You just you just don't know. Uh, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, I would hang my hat on that one. So let's say Oppenheimer, picture of the year, Killian Murphy, Murphy for best actor, Jazz. As far as I'll go. There you go. Well, I trust your judgment, that's for sure. Rick, thank you. Thank you.